anyway, I had to go to county lockup 30 days and I got out and my friends, like any good military friend should do, um, said, you want to like pay rent or get food? No, let's throw a party and invite whores and, and have a gangbang. Hey, welcome back for the road, everybody. I'm your host, Punk Rock. We got Gangbang Dave. We got Road Dirt with us. Our special guest, we got Twin, the founder of Club Style Gorillas and a member of the Chosen Few Motorcycle Club. How you doing today, Twin? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Fucking hanging in there, dude. How about you, Gangbang Dave? Your your beard looks extra awesome today. Uh, I changed my name again. Thank you. Yes, to Ken Heart Emoji Dicks. So. Yeah, I kind of feel like you remember that that old SNL Jeopardy thing where you just put random ass shit in the line every time. That's kind of what I feel like this has become. I like it, man. I'm with it. I support that. I support that. And then the glorious beard of them all on this show, at least, because we don't have Tragic on here. I'm sorry, but there's no other better beard than Tragic. How you doing today, Road Dirt? Man, I'm doing good. I'm just here to see how the pros and the experts do it. Hang out. Oh man, we're still Get waiting. Knowledge, to find out knowledge, have a good time, you know. Yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out how the pros and experts do it too, man. Like we're just here. So, Cam, what? Uh, what's tell us a little bit about yourself, man? Where are you from? Where, what got you into riding? Well, from California, the West Coast, born and raised. Um, got me into riding. Honestly, it was my mom. <laughs> Keep it real. Um, she was more of the influence of me getting into two wheels, preferably two, not four. I know most guys grew up around hot rods and shit like that, but I grew up around like dirt bikes, too, like shit, scooters, fucking pedal bikes, just a lot of weird off-road shit that you don't really see in the inner city. So uh, I kind of got best of both worlds being around her, you know? Dude, how did how did she like get you into that? Like, what was her what was her influence? Like, she just was she into it, or she had a bunch of stuff around around the house for you to get into? Uh, honestly, it was just more like the influence around us that she didn't want me involved in. So again, uh, being from LA, moved from LA, moved to Oakland, both fucking terrible areas. Fucking, she uh she took me out the inner city and put me more like in the country. So that kind of helped me get back into like the roots of where my family are from in the South. So when I was kind of like at school, you know, hanging out with my friends and shit, we do like a bunch of shit, like, you know, ride scooters, fucking pedal bikes and shit like that. Then I go home and then she'll fucking put on some, uh, I don't remember the show necessarily, like Unsolved Mysteries and shit like that. So you just watch TV shows and you see like a bunch of shit about like, inner city you could say history when it comes to like certain uh geographical things that you can say that the uh government want to enlist has been i guess you could say a gang i don't like to use that word gang because that shit just kind of irritates me a lot sometimes i hear that shit but uh, anyways for uh Ren, um basically growing up bro she uh She'll try to counteract everything i did at home with something that i wasn't used to seeing so it kind of caught my attention so uh when it got to a point where i was able to meet some friends and uh we actually uh, had a place to go and ride and you know do our thing it was just more like a, a hobby than anything else after that pretty much you can say um yeah i mean i don't like not make too much sense but it just kind of like uh try to put it into words that make sense because again i wasn't 100% interested into bikes because, again, I didn't know if I could afford one and shit like that. So I was kind of like just put my mind into shit that where I felt like I could, you know, have it and do it, you know, more than I guess you could say just woo days type shit. So uh, I said between TV, just having a couple friends around the school that I went to and uh, having a mom that I had, you know what I mean? She kind of got me into that as best she could. So I guess you could say TV, people should put me around and, uh, Things I can get my hands on, you know. What was uh what was your first bike? Uh first bike was a mongoose. After the mongoose, it was a YZ125. After the YZ, uh just bounced around from fucking just little mopeds to fucking street bikes to finally got my first Harley I say after nine years of riding legally on the road. So 
about 2010. I say it was my first street bike, and then nine years later, finally got my Harley. So something that like Ken and Tragic they argue about all the time is like what's better riding. And somebody that you know, like you said you've been L.A., Oakland, so Southern California, Northern California. What uh, where's the best riding? Honestly, <laughs> to keep it real with you guys, I know there's a bunch of SoCal people in this group, but uh, <laughs> you just don't you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna have to be honest, dog. I'm gonna have to say NorCal because we got the best pajos in the world out there. <laughs> The roads are fucked up, <laughs> and uh, you know the, the worst the worst kind of driving you can ever see and experience. So I would say Northern Cali. All right, hey, that builds that builds a skilled biker right there. That's what that does. You know, I I'll give I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. But you know what the real thing is is when it comes to Mexican food. Do fries belong in burritos? When I was like 17, yes. All right, then. That's it. That's it. I'm taking our first part out. He's just do fries belong in burritos? Yes. That's it. Okay. That's so, it. wait, wait. So, what, what we're hearing is that, that Ken is a small child. He's a 17 year old. And Tragic is a man who takes fries out of the burrito. That's so what we got. In my defense, it's a heart burning. So, okay. So, when you're geriatric, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> It happens, bro. It just depends on the mood, you can say. Nah, I hear that, man. I transfer next year. I'm hoping to get back to California so I can go get my fucking California burrito with my guacamole and my fries. I miss it so much. I'm fucking mouth watering right now thinking about it. But, uh, but hey, man, you're also doing something real big for the culture, too. Um, I had the pleasure of spending uh, some time on the phone with one of your big bros, uh, Black Jacks, yesterday. Right. Um, we were talking about club style gorillas and where that was coming from. And that really fucking pumped me up, dude. Would you mind would you mind giving us a little background on where Club Style Gorillas came from? Yeah. Um so CSG came from originally with just out that work one day and uh just chilling, thinking about like, you know, what could I do to get I guess you said a platform of uh uh you can say colored people um, that basically ride different performance bikes. You know, um, California scene is pretty big on baggers. I'm not sure how it is on the East Coast, Midwest, and up Northeast. But uh, at least on the West Coast, North and South, everybody on the my side of the tracks ride baggers. And uh, again, like back in the car world, it was kind of like the Cadillacs of the. Uh, it's kind of like the Cadillac scene of the bike scene. You know what I mean? So. Uh, Again, we're from Oakland. If you like an OG or something and you don't ride bikes, more than likely riding the caddy. <laughs> uh, if you're an OG and you ride bikes, and more than likely riding the hog, you know, more than likely. And if you don't even ride your hog, you have a caddy somewhere parked in the cuts, you know. So uh, it's more of a culture thing, you can say. Um, most guys, when you when you come to Harley Davidson, you go to Harley Davidson, the first thing they want to take you to is a bagger, Road King, Road Glide, speakers, music bags, and shit. But uh, me personally, growing up, I wasn't really into all that, you know, uh, chrome, candy apple paint jobs and shit like that. It's more like low-key, quiet, and just want to stay and cut. Don't look at me type shit. So uh, when I started realizing um, more East Bay Dragons had club-style performance bikes, I was like, oh, shit, like this right here is where I'm looking for. You know what I mean? And uh didn't really see like a magazine out there that had like, I guess you say, like Toby Jean Livingston. Uh, Lionel Ricks, uh, Sugar Bear, any of those guys, you know what I mean, that show like the shit that people was building, performing, and bringing to Harley Davidson to, to resell, you know what I mean? And uh, learning a little bit of the history of how you could say the uh, you could say the culture on this side of the tracks basically brought some flavor to Harley Davidson. It just kind of made me want to, uh, I guess you could say get more recognition out there for the people of uh, color to, I guess, have the opportunity to basically, you could say, have that style of a bike. Uh, 
Um, basically, I'm gonna put it like this. I know it's probably not something that you want to hear, but it's like always he get in my inbox. Hey man, like this page is dope. Um, you don't see too many brothers on you know diners and shit, preferably. And uh, the same story I always get. Well, you know we always write baggers and this and that with the apes and shit. Well, you know that's cool. Nothing against it. It is. Uh, I just found another way to bring a lot of people together from all walks of life to show that you know there's different types of culture that ride different style bikes and just like there's different style clubs out there like Chosen the Few preferably, multiracial, and then you got other clubs who are just strictly black, white. Hispanic, you go on, you know, let's go on and shit. So uh, it wasn't meant for just people of color. When I first started out, it was just more just to broadcast that shit, just to put it out there. Like, hey, we ride more than just baggers and road kings and loud music and shit. You know what I mean? Wherever we go, you may see us. We also have, like, music on our shit. So um, personally, I'm the opposite of that. I don't really care for the music. It's just more weight, more money, more bullshit you got to deal with. But... um. Shit, if I can afford it, I'd be on a bagger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's how it basically came out, came about, and why it came out to what it came out to be. Um, yeah. So, so where is where is uh the club style grills? What is it? Where is it? How can we see it? So, so anybody listening that wants to check it out, where are they? Where do they go and what do they see and what are they, you know, what are they looking at? Yeah, so uh, CSG is actually currently only on Instagram. Uh, the page is actually called Club Style Gorillas. Uh, basically, what you will see so far is just normal people like myself, you guys, just, you know, having bikes, building the shit out of the garage. You know, some guys have their bikes built at Harley-Davidson. Some guys built theirs out of the garage. Some guys do their own work. So, um you might see some history. You might see some models. Um, you might see some ugly ass motherfuckers on their bikes or diners, FXRs, Road Kings, and baggers. Uh, yeah. But you got uh, you got like stickers and stuff like that right now. What's the what's the future game plan? I mean, events, T-shirts, video. Like, what what do you what do you got planned for the for the future? If you can share it. Yeah, um, the future right now, man, I'm honestly just taking it day by day. Um, I was in the works of getting some merchandise other than stickers, like shirts, sweaters, and G-strings for females out there and shit, you know? But, um, fucking, the pandemic kind of fucked up a lot of shit, you know? And it's kind of hard to network when it comes to these, uh, the like the pandemic marketing you could say when it comes to finding like vendors and shit like that so uh it's in the near future i'm not sure exactly when but you know hopefully in the near future we get some other products out and get you know something rolling where if you you know want to support buy or do whatever you want to do you're more than welcome to how has it been kind of balance balancing uh club style with being in a club it's every day it's a learning curve, man. Um, I try to stay away from the club scene on the CSG page as much as I can, even though before I was kind of back and forth on the club, no clubs, you know, shit like that. Just trying to find out where our um, footing would be within the stage. But um, it, it's a learning curve because sometimes you get guys who, um, again, don't appreciate a third party's post. So you, you get the... Um, approval from the guy who actually took the picture the club the list goes on you know what i mean so it's like approval different steps you got to get from people <laughs> to make sure they're not going to get in trouble we're not going to get in trouble and it's not going to start an issue with this particular club or that club or that individual because you know again it's always a personal issue on social media which i try to stay yeah. away from uh we got enough cancel culture and shit going around here to be fucking bringing that shit in the mc world so like I tell somebody, if you don't like something, just keep scrolling. You know, don't unfollow. Just keep scrolling and wait till you see something we post you may like. You know, whether it's a club, a person, a female, a bike. You know, we're not here to bash nobody or trash nobody or trash a culture or race or be disrespectful to anybody's upbringings. Um, it was just more like a, a page that we want to bring around to uh, bring different walks of life together. You know what I mean? Whether if you're in a club, you're independent. You write on weekends, you write weekly, 
I mean, that's all the page was really a, was for, you know, just to bring people together, not to bash, not to hate, not to make a club seem better than another club or none of that dumb shit, you know? Uh, you know, I like me personally. Uh, I like the page. Uh, I, I've tried to support it and, and share it on, on four for the road. Uh, Cause I think you hit on it earlier. It's different than a lot of stuff that's out there. And I think there was a, a market for what you're doing. And I like the balance that you've struck. Like you've said, not focusing completely on the club world, but also acknowledging the club world. You're a part of the club world and, and giving it that nod, but keeping it very, I guess, I don't know if ind- ind- we'll call it independent as just the word. Um, I think you've done a really great job on that. And I'm a huge fan of the page. I'm looking forward to, to kind of what some of the future stuff is. I like the fact that you share a little bit of everything. Uh, you, know, you talked a little bit about the history, especially kind of where you're at in, in Oakland. Uh, what's that like being someplace? It's got, you mentioned, you know, the East Bay Dragons. You mentioned, you know, Toby Jean. What's it like being around, uh, you know, and then obviously, um, and Ken can edit this if we need to, but you're in a very historic club as well. What's that like being in Oakland with all that history? I'm going to keep it honest with you. It's, uh, it, it can be, I wouldn't say stressful, but, um, it can bring a little bit of anxiety, I guess you could say. And I'm saying that out of res- out of respect for the guys who did it before me, the guys who continue to do this shit, and um, the guys who live this shit day to day. You know, um, times have changed. Geographics have changed. So um, compared to when I was growing up in Oakland, it wasn't um, compared to back then to now. I would say it was a lot worse back in the days to where. Now you can kind of just freely walk where you want compared to back in days. You kind of had to know somebody, you know, know somebody meeting where you relate to them. You know them. You have the invite. You have like that. You have that green card, that pass to go wherever you want to go. Um, so now I will say it's more like a walk in the park, you know, meet a lot of the OGs, listen to the stories. Um hearing the shit that they did back in the days just to make shit to where it is now convenient for us to do what we do. You know, I'm 32, so I'm not trying to say act like I was around all this time, but you hear a lot of stories from the OGs and um, guys who are from places who are not from places, guys who've been from the East Coast, the West Coast, the South, the North, the Midwest, and um, you hear the history, you hear about it, and then when you finally meet the legends that created it, that founded it, it's like a fucking... They're like a fairy tale. You know, it's like being your favorite um, baseball player, your football player and shit. You just never thought you would ever meet. And then you hear the stories about how they accomplished what they accomplished. It's like, damn, you're hearing it from this horse's mouth. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, I think back in the days compared to now, I think it was a lot more tougher, you know, compared to what we do with today. But, um, it's a blessing. It's an honor. And it's like a memory that I will never forget. I would cherish it for the rest of my life because I never thought in my life in a million years that I would actually ever step foot in the East Bay Dragons Clubhouse. Um, pass by it all the time. You know, go by it all the time. Whatever, as a kid, you hear about stories, good stories. You don't hear about bad things or anything like that. But um, just a place I would never thought I'd step foot in, you know, learn the history, the culture. Um, the relationships that they have around the area, north and south. Um, it's a blessing, man. So what is it that brought you to the club scene? To be completely honest, what brought me to the club scene was more of the history. Um, I'm not going to sit here in front and say the brotherhood, but I had enough brothers back then to fucking... <laughs> you know, have a whole fucking other family and shit. But um, it was really the history, bro, to be honest with you. Um, Brotherhood was the second part of it, but the first part was the history. Um, just knowing what they went through, what they did, what they dealt with, what they still deal with today, um, it was like, fuck, they did all that and still was able to manage to live and, you know, do what they still do today and keep it going. And to me personally, that's where I guess you could say my love for the culture originated from was because of the history. Um, you hear a lot of times guys say that they don't want to take orders from somebody or 
they 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 rather walk alone because of some bullshit. But um, the patch is bigger than myself, and I, I personally coming in, I I saw that and I knew that, so it wasn't necessarily the patch itself that brought me to the club. It was the history and the foundation that brought me into the world of the club scene before I actually knew what the the protocol I can say of the club world is. Um, the history, the foundation, and then I guess you could say the, the patch would be the last thing that brought me to the club, but it was more, more the guys that wore the patch, you know what I mean? Because the man makes a patch at the end of the day. But um, yeah, man, it was an eye-opener because um, every, every, every region has its own history. Every region has its own rules, protocol, and um, for all those guys to do it from those time, from that time into today, it just shows a lot what can be done if you just come together. You know what I mean? Dan, I like the the part that you put out there about yeah, acknowledging the brotherhood, but that wasn't like the first thing that you know. I think is it. I think it's Road Dirt actually. Somebody, I think it's Road Dirt, has an article or wrote an article. Uh, where they talk about, you know, when somebody asks you, like, why are you here? What brought you here? Something like that. And not giving that kind of standard line of the brotherhood. Like, we all get that. But give me something deeper. Um, at least I'm pretty sure that was real, Jared. I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I remember reading something like that on Wolf of the Road. And a lot of things that you guys write, um, it opened my eyes. You know what I mean? And I try not to uh, soak it in too much. I, mean, I get in trouble a couple of times here and there, you know, for trying to soak too much that shit in. And, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of keep my shit to myself now, you know, because of that. Nowadays, you can't really go on Facebook or social media and just say, hey, fuck you. And you don't have to have a name behind it. Just be like, hey, fuck you. And somebody just be all pissed about it when you get on Facebook. And like, hey, what the fuck is this problem? So, it's like, nowadays, you can't even... Again, you can't even post something on Facebook without having somebody thinking it's about them or it's because of something that happened 10 years ago. So it's like nowadays I just look, listen, and learn. That's it. I just look, listen, and learn, man. So uh, that's the best advice I can give to uh, to a person who may want to maybe, I guess, acknowledge somebody speaking some real shit but don't know how to address it to the person who may need to hear it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's the best you can do is look, listen, and learn, man. Because you got to write some real good shit. You know, I asked Professor Blade about that one day because you know how we all have done it. You write something you're, and, and you want to make sure it's not going to rub certain people the wrong way or you want to make sure it's cool to throw out there. So I hit Blade up on the backside. I'm like, hey, I, this, I'm putting this out there. Is this cool? And he goes, well, yeah, it's heartfelt. It's legit. It's put it out there. I said, well, I just wasn't sure if um, if if th those – I can't exactly remember exactly what I said, but if those in the power powers or those in the positions or whatever will understand what I'm trying to say – and he just said, well, those who matter will. And I really liked what he was saying. You know, he just said, you know, he said, yeah, you're, you're saying something that's heartfelt and, and you're not being, you know, you're not being hateful or pointing fingers at anybody. And he said, those that, uh, that get it, get it. And those that don't, don't at the end of the day. So, you know, I'd encourage you still to get out there when you have things to say, as long as you're not being condemning. And I mean, all our, I mean, punk rock might do something that pisses me off and I may not exactly say, Hey, this is about punk rock, but, I know it's about punk rock and punk rock might know it's about him when he reads it, but ultimately it's just something that sparked an idea. It's not usually when you write about, Hey, I hate this guy. This guy's pissing me off. And you know, it's going to rub some people the wrong way, but I would encourage you to get out there and, and, and share your thoughts and your that's to try and help strengthen our culture. That's twin. That's all I would say. I, I know, I know you don't want the drama and sometimes I worry about that. I do curb myself a lot and things I say, but I'll, yeah. And I'll ask some of my brothers, I'll say, hey, or we'll ask each other on the back side of the page, hey, is this cool if we throw this out there? But I'd encourage you to go out there and say say what you, you know, it, 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 you're putting yourself out there when you do it. And it's uncomfortable sometimes because when you're writing, you're really writing from the heart. You're, you're making yourself vulnerable. But I would encourage you, you seem to care about the culture and you want to share and you have a lot of good ideas, man. You should you should throw shit out there sometimes. That's all. That's all. I appreciate that advice, Rod Dirt. Do you think that's something that you would move into with with club style and using the platform to, to talk more about things that are of interest to you, social issues, motorcycle stuff? Or do you kind of plan on keeping that kind of how you've got it rolling right now? That's a good question. Um, 
to be honest, I was more trying to hoping to get it more, you can say, keep it within the culture. Not saying bringing in my personal issues or views out into the culture, you can say, like, um, preferably I would like to keep it to where it's at, you know, try to keep it within the culture. Um, like I said, bring more history, more, I guess you could say, bring bring the young culture out, you know what I mean? Try to bring them out sooner than later, you know, before it's too late. Um, it's a lot of OGs out here that are leaving us left and right. And I'm again, I'm honored to actually have met some of these guys from different nations, different walks of life, and different cultures and backgrounds. And um, right now, at this point, man, I mean, I feel like social media is the biggest thing out right now. So I guess you could say without social media, CG wouldn't be a thing. But um, it's the first of its kind. So it wouldn't be, I guess you say fair to the people who've been supporting it from day one, who want to get away from all the bullshit politics, social media politics, and um, no, no no, offense to nobody's beliefs or religion, but um, I get a lot of messages about, man, I can't believe you guys have this page. It's finally good to see somebody fucking post something other than politics, religion, fucking Me Too, and something happened 30 years ago, you know what I mean? And um, again, being serious and shit on a serious note, um, it's kind of hard to juggle that because sometimes you, you see, like you say, you see things you want to post, you just want to get it out there and see what other people think or maybe, you know, have a conversation or get an OG opinion about maybe something that happened before our time. And um, to get the fan base to stay, I guess you say, stay on board with it, it's kind of hard because um, trying to mix it with the history, current day culture, um, uh, you know, just all the little things that you can find within a culture that you don't normally see, trying to mix it every day to day, like with different subjects, is kind of hard. Um, but then again, when you do get those messages, like appreciation messages, it does mean a lot because at least at that point, you know, you're doing something heartfelt and you're doing something that's right instead of doing something like World Star just posting some dumb shit that kind of don't have really nothing to do with the culture that you're trying to get into, you know. But, um, yeah, I think. I was going to say too, I, you hit it on it earlier. When you look at Instagram, like you said, you know, social media, it is what it is. It's the biggest platform out there right now and it has good stuff and it has bad stuff. But when you look at like IG, you look at Instagram, there's a lot of white dudes on Dinos with some pages, right? <laughs> like there is. Like we, it, it's, it's a lot of white dudes on Dinos. You don't see a lot of variety. You said, um, I think you said colored riders earlier. I'm not allowed to say that. Nobody else here is allowed to say that. You can say that. The rest of us can't. But no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's a lot, you know, there's some variety, but I think you are in an avenue where there's a need and a want and a desire for what you're showing people. You're showing people another side other than, hey, look at that guy with a really cool Instagram name doing another 12 o'clock wheelie on his dyna and he's white. You're giving you're giving them something else, and if we're honest about it, there's 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 not a lot of that on IG. There's some, but there's not a lot. So I'm excited yeah. for what you're bringing, and you talk about the history. And really, when we look at, at at you know, let's say black culture and black motorcycle history, I think more pages will be better. There's some out there, you know. You have like um, Steve Johnson, you have um, Spade George, and stuff like that. You know, from the Sugar and Spade documentaries, and and some others that are that are doing, but there's limited pages. The East Bay Dragons page is awesome to look at and stuff like that. But again, when you look at the, the, like you said, the two sides of the tracks, one's kind of more dominant than the other, as far as the amount of pages that are out there or information. So for somebody like yourself, who's got that experience, that life experience, you're living the life. You are a patched member of a very large and historical club. I'm excited for you to present that stuff. And that, it doesn't have to fucking, it doesn't have to necessarily appeal to everybody, but it appeals to me and it should appeal to a lot of people. And I'm glad that you get the messages that you do so that you can keep going with this. You know, I gotta say Appreciate my, my biggest thing too is right. Cause we're always trying to be better so we can better our brothers and then we can better everybody that's coming up underneath us. Right. And what, what I really appreciate that of out, out of all this is that you're showing the little homies that are thinking about getting into bikes or, you know, maybe they have a bike and they're thinking about getting a new Harley Davidson rather than, you know, riding this 1980 fucking Honda Rebel that they've been riding, you know? 
Facts. Hey, you you leave you leave insane throttle and his hard rebel out of this, okay? <laughs> hey, it's all right. Hey, we saw the actual rankings, by the way, Hollywood. You uh you weren't even on the top five hundred in the United States. Hey, 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 stay stay on topic. <laughs> Shots fired. Anyways, um, <laughs> but what I, what I really do appreciate is is you're saying like, hey, dude, like I know a lot of these dudes that you're looking up to, they might be on baggers or they might be on this, they might be on that, but if you know, a performance club style Dinah is what you want to fucking be on, little homie. Fucking build it. You know, build don't it. don't go buy it. Build that motherfucker. You know, and then you're, you're just fostering that that inclusivity, right? Because people are gonna run into each other. You know, like it's uh, this culture is so small where if if you're just stuck into oh, well, I'm only dealing with white people or I'm only dealing with you know Hispanic people, you're gonna run out of people to talk to. You know, and, you know, my way is not the only way that, that a bike should be built. You know, you're the same way, right? But I don't know. I just, I just, I'm just really a big fan of that because that, that's, that's also a point that. to, to the younger guys coming up. And I think, I you know, it's that, awesome. not only are you a platform for what you're into or, or, or what's appealing to you, but you're giving a platform to other people too. You've got, you know, if, if you go to Club Style Gorillas and you look at the page, you've got, let's see, um, that guy Sinclair and the pictures that he takes and, yeah. and the stuff that he puts out on, on his page is, is really good. And it's another perspective to look at rather than kind of sitting in our own echo chambers of some white dino page. And again, I'm being fun. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but it's another yeah. perspective and, and it's good. You know, I, I love bad wolf. I like seeing him get hyped too and stuff like that. And you're showing people yeah. that side of it. Uh, and, and people should get hyped to that music, or you've got Mr. E on there and stuff like that. Like you're giving them another aspect, another avenue. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, Ken kind of stole my uh, thunder a little bit because I was gonna. One of you, either Ken, one of y'all stole it. Shit, I don't know. I lost. I, I got two two statements and I'm lost in the sauce. But uh, I wanted to ask him. You mentioned it. Y'all look alike. Oh yeah, you know. I wanted to ask. I was like, have you? And you, you said what your mission was or what your goal was to pull people into the, into, into your, into the community or get them into the motorcycle set, into the bike life. So if you, do you have any examples of somebody who's like checked out the page and they're like, man, and next thing you know, they went from riding a moped or, or, or thinking they could only do this or that to now they're like, man, I fit, I can fit in somewhere. I didn't know I could. Have you had that happen yet? Um, Personally on that level, not necessarily i haven't had nobody come up and tell me hey man because you i made the switch but i have had a quite a few messages that come from all walks of life that just make me not want to give up i'll say um i can say every message is a little different heartfelt um it's a it's just a it's just a good compliment you know um, it's not it's not um I kind of feel like Uncle Snoop in a way, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not the first to do it, but I guess you could say I'm the one to put it out there to say like, you know what, fuck what they think, fuck what they talking, let's just do it and just see who comes and who don't, you know? And um, I know that don't make a lot of sense to a lot of people who don't understand that, but to the ones who does make sense to, they know exactly who, they know exactly who they are and know exactly what I'm talking about. Cause those type of messages I get in my inbox, I don't want to repeat, but Again, the work that I put in on this page is not to, again, self-race bait, self-hate, uh, forget where I come from, forget where we come from. It just, again, um, my message to people is to stop being afraid to what you want to do, to do what the fuck you want to do. As long as you're not hurting, as long as you're not doing no weird shit, no dumb shit, hurting nobody, hurting an elder, a child, or a woman, do you, man. Because, uh, a lot of the messages that I have gotten over the year was more so of people being scared to just go out there and do what they want to do instead of worrying about what the next person may say. So, uh, what's yeah. what's funny? What's funny about that is if you think about what you just said, that's really the old school motorcycle club and outlaw mindset, right? Yeah. Just do what you want to do. Don't worry about what other people think. Just out there, live your life. Don't worry about people saying it doesn't make sense or you don't fit in and just do your thing. And that's really what the whole damn MC culture is supposed to be based on, really. Ultimately, is doing your own thing and 
and out there just living life and riding and enjoying one another. I think who who else have you brought on punk rock? Because you know what he's talking about is very similar to that other guy who just started going out and having big rides and they're getting together and having big parties now and they do it and it's not a club scene, but they just get out and ride. Who was that? That sounds like uh mercenary. Oh, mercenary. Yeah. Mercenary is doing that. Uh, Jace has been doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Fast life garage does that. Mercenary yeah, does that. Was, it was one of the guys, but then now they're actually going out and just camping and they just ride and they're not doing anything, but it's, it's the same thing that twins saying, you know, he's doing things just based on, we just want to get together and appreciate the culture and enjoy one another and not give a fuck what anybody else says. And, you know, I mean, being from a, I don't want to take away from the club scene because I'm heavily involved in it, but sometimes that's, you look over and you're like, well, fuck, I'm doing it wrong over here. They're having a lot more fun over there than I am over here. They're just out ripping and riding and having a good old time. No worries whatsoever. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, since you speak on that road dirt, that's why I try to, you know, watch what I say. Because, again, I love the club life. I have nothing against how people, like I say, everybody's different. Everybody do what they want to do. Um It, it, again, this is just something I just did just for the fuck of it, for the fun of it, and just to try to, again, um, just bring our culture together, you know what I mean, more more so than none, because, again, every time I go to Harley Davidson, I was trying to take me to a bagger. Like, what about that diner right there? You know what I mean? Like, what's up with that one? Or what, even a sporty. I'll take a sporty over a bagger any day. I know, I know, like, it's funny to say it over a podcast, but you're here for twin himself, you know, um, I ride a sports, just nothing that's different about me. I ride a sports, you know. I'm not into the whole Dyna scene because of the amount of work that I put into working at Harley Davidson. I kind of seen the pros and cons of having done it. So, to be honest, I fell in love with the sports model in between there and FXR. So, again, if I can afford a bagger, shit, I'll do it. <laughs> it's a Cadillac. But uh, personally, I'm more into the culture, you know, having fun, building my own shit, having my own shit. Uh, parts available to you know do what I want to do to it, so um, you know I might sound like a, a a cheerleader in a way you could say, but in a way I actually do what the fuck I want to do. Because if I didn't have that sports, I probably would still have a hard day to this day. So uh, again, listen to other people doing instead of doing what the fuck you want to do. Sometimes you'll be missing out in life, you know. So uh, that'd be my best advice: do what the fuck you want to do, buy what you want to buy, and ride what you want to ride. And if the club hey, doesn't set that bike, then <laughs> find a club who does. Hey, um, on on club style gorillas, is uh, bluegrass cast going to be coming back at all? I, I'm going to need some more. And if if she is, um, can you can you hand her my number? Is that cool? Like we got it like that. I know. I can see all y'all reaching for your phones right now to look her up. But yeah, I'm looking right now. <laughs> she honestly. She's actually um I'm actually trying to collab with her right now in the in the Me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm actually trying to collab with her right now in the middle is like trying to get some shit going and I'm trying to make it you know professional of course. But uh she you know she's there. I mean she's she's sweet. She uh she's uh, right back guys, to I'm, trying to, I'm trying to help you. Look, Ken's still looking down. No, I, I, I'm just scrolling through her Instagram she okay. just now. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, you know, oh. try to get some collab going, but you know, right now she's uh, she's just a good close friend, you know. So just keeping it like that, professional. Yeah, well, and I don't blame her for ignoring my DMs. I would too. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I haven't, I haven't DM'd, not yet, anyway. So, so what brought you to? You know, we kind of talked about about get involved in clubs and what attracted you to clubs. How did you land on your club? Like, like, was there a, was there a fuck? Was there an aha moment? You're like, dude, this is the club. Was it like you said, you talked about the guys and the people, um, you know, what, was that what it was for you? Was it the history? Was it, was it a certain person that was just like, Hey, this exact club is exactly me. Personally. Um, I'm going to be honest. It was, it was like these factors. Um, to be honest with you guys, the first factor was history. And the second factor of it was the relations. Um, relations when it means like who I can call my brother. Um, personally, I was seeking a club that were um, predominantly one particular race. Personally, I didn't really 
feel comfortable with that in my heart because I didn't grow up around just my own culture, my own race. I grew up with different backgrounds, subcultures, and ethnicities uh, from Europe, South America, fucking Africa, Eastern Europe, fucking not just one fucking place of United States. So growing up, I had different friends, different walks of life. So after I realized, you know, what this particular culture and lifestyle is and what it brings, um, I realized, you know what, maybe that club that I was seeking at the time wasn't for me. And um, the club that I did stumble upon was a club that had a good relationship with the club I was looking into, um, good history, and never looked back. Um, yeah, I met a lot of the OGs from the current club at that uh, clubhouse. Uh, got a lot of history from both sides. I mean, the history never changed. That's why I respect it. That's why I respect and still respect both clubs. Because when you hear a story from one OG from one nation, and then you hear another story from another OG from another nation, the stories might not add up similarity, but they it doesn't change. Um, what I mean by that is like, he might have been missing some things he didn't say. He might be saying things he didn't say. But at the end of the day, you know that stories were actually true because two different times, two different you know days of the year, you hear that same story that adds up and it makes so much sense to what you read in a book or maybe what you may have heard from your grandparents and shit like that. So uh, history played a big factor and then you could say relate race relations played another factor. And um, and I like, I mean, I, I appreciate you sharing that with us because I think, again, even on this own podcast, that's not sometimes a perspective that we always get or that people have to share with us. So I think hearing somebody talk about, okay, well, do I want to stick with a club that's one race? Do I want to go multiracial and stuff like that? And I think hearing somebody that's made that decision um, is a good thing to have on this podcast. And I, what I love about it too, is, is not only do we have your input and how you see it, the, the lens through it that, that made you choose it. But like for people that don't know, like you and road dirt are, are brothers. You're in the same, you're in the same club. You're your brothers. And and his perspective and how he came to it has a lot of similarities, you know, to what he wanted out of a club and to what you're talking about. Yet he sounds like Larry the Cable Guy and you're from Oakland. <laughs> yeah, check that out. What's funny when y'all are saying this and what you just said, I recently was out at the West Coast for a funeral and I'm sitting out in the parking lot just kind of hanging out, waiting on the, uh, the, the ceremony to start. You know, cats rolling from Southern California, looking like Southern California cats. And then some dude rolls in from Vegas, looking like Vegas dudes. And we got guys from Oregon and Washington State. So ultimately, I just went from talking to some guy with a white beard down to his belly button to a guy with like long hair, younger guy that sounded like Jesus. And then to a black guy with tats all over his face to a dude that just, you know, looks like he came out of, uh, of L.A., you know, and. But the funny thing is, we all have totally different backgrounds, but something's brought us together and we're all still brothers. We have different views and different beliefs and different thoughts. But, but for, from the outside, I can't imagine from the outsider looking in when they see us all over there hugging and wearing, they must be like, what in the fuck is this? You know, because how the fuck can all these guys come together and not kill each other? You know, but it's a beautiful thing. And it just, it just made me think about that funeral when he was talking about what brought him to the um, nation and then what Ken was saying. But that was recently in it, recent in it. And always we laugh about it and we talk about it, but it's actually pretty cool. I actually enjoy that, Real Dirt. That's what actually, uh, that's that's why I enjoy about this nation because uh, motherfuckers all out LA, fucking long white beards, fucking gray hair. Fucking hair back down to the backs, fucking short wavy hair, fucking afro. Then motherfuckers all come together. It's fucking all love and respect, man. It's no, none of that shit you see on TV. <laughs> you know we're not perfect, but at the end of the day, we all respect each other. We all love each other enough to actually put our differences aside and come together and you know continue the dream that father wanted. You know, and so far here we are. How much would you say that has weighed on what you're doing over there on, on your page? Um, do you think that's kind of a similar vision or kind of the mindset that you're trying to push over there? They parallel one another somewhat? Honestly, it does because, um, lot, like, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the uh, history that father created was a brotherhood. You know, he didn't have he didn't have a family. He didn't have brothers. Yeah, the list go on. 
So for uh, CSG, it's more like a family because, again, there's a lot of guys like you guys mentioned, females and guys like you guys mentioned that are damn near like family now. You know, over the years, got to know, still keep in contact damn near every other day, talk about different ideas and things that we can probably bring to the to the page and maybe merchandise. They can model it or maybe promote it or do what they do and um, little stuff like that. So, again, I'm not um, excluding anybody of none color to come on the page. Um, it just more so it's just a startup idea. So um, later on down the line, like if we can get some brothers from the, the club, the nation, or um, even guys from the East Coast, Road Dirt, Ken, if you guys want to be on the page, it's more than well, you're more than welcome. You know, again, um, I do get that a lot about like, you know, what the page is for, who is it, who is it, who's it about type of shit. But, um, It is Club Style Gorillas. It is about the um, Afro-American culture of the, um, the you know, the MC culture, you can say. But again, it doesn't exclude any other culture, race, or um, ethnicity of the person, you can say. You know, if you're CSG, you're CSG. You know what I mean? That's all that matters to us. But, um, but I like, you know, I, I, for what it's worth, I mean, I'm a I'm a hillbilly white dude uh, from the Midwest, but you know there's sixteen thousand seven hundred and ninety eight and a half Dyna pages out there for white guys. I like what you have. It's a platform for other people to to see something that looks like them, or for my trailer park ass to see something that's different than what I'm going to see every day and be exposed to it and learn from it. So. You know, I love the fact that you're open to having a little bit of everybody on there. And if you do that, that's great. It's your page. But the style and the flavor that you have highlighting something that doesn't get enough representation. And I'm not, you know, I certainly don't want to, you know, this isn't an, an affirmative action appeal or anything like that to get political or controversial. I just love the fact that you're doing it because like I said, if I want to see something that's ugly like me, I got 16,798 and a half pages that I can go to. And they all have really cool Dinah names. And their Instagram handles. So it's covered. So seeing something like what you're doing brings flavor. It's unique. And I think it's it's needed. So it's fucking it's cool to see what you're doing. And I and it obviously whatever you're gonna do is gonna be dope. But I hope you keep it on some level where it's at right now. Appreciate that, Dave. You know what what I'm uh what I'm a really big fan of. So I grew up a punk, right? Fucking in the punk rock culture. Uh most of the reason why my fucking name is what it is. Um <clears throat> And it was it was very similar to that, right? Where it doesn't matter what you are, what you believe in, you know, who you like to fuck, whatever. None of that shit matters. Like, are you a punk? And that's what matters. And seeing, I, I was I was just scrolling through while, while we were talking about this, man. I see this this cat kicked up on his bike, wearing wearing a flannel button all the way up, with a flipped up brim hat, wearing jeans that fit him and they weren't like super baggy or nothing like that with the cuff rolled up in chucks i was just like god damn dude like that's i love seeing that shit man because like hey that's that's a reflection of me right except i'm not you know i'm mayonnaise you know i'm not i'm not herbs and spices you know i'm bland but 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 no dude like i think that's i think it's really fucking tight you know and like and like dave said like we're not trying to start that conversation here because people don't come to this podcast to hear that conversation and come to get away from it, I think. And not in a negative way. It's just like, you know, you get beat down from the other side or from this side, whatever. You don't want to hear that here. And that's, this is where people can come to take a break. But I am glad that we're having a little bit of that conversation. You know, just, just to let it be known. I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, and especially like you look at somebody like you had a dude on there. Uh, I like like Ken said, scrolling through it, and you look at, at, at Black Savage, right? You got the unique Instagram handle. He's kicked up on his bike, chilling. Got a Modelo in his hand. Fli- again, he's got that hat, kind of how how we like to wear it. Uh, he's got the bars on the bike. He's got the Simpson hanging, the Simpson helmet hanging off the bike. He is every picture that you would see on all sixteen thousand Dyna pages, but he's not a white guy and. I like it. It's something different. And and yeah. it's not like, oh, well, there's there's you know too many white guys in the scene or whatever. It's it's just good to see something for everybody. And, and something that I think, like you said earlier, if somebody doesn't like it, for what, what are you doing on the page? First of all, second of all, just keep scrolling. Like find something that you do like. Go see 
bluegrass cast looking amazing and some Daisy Dukes. <laughs> Whatever. Like, like uh, is, <laughs> is something for if that doesn't get you going, I, I don't know. Then there's something for everybody. Man, I appreciate that, Dave. I appreciate that, man. I mean, it means a lot because um like Ken said and like Roder said, um to come in this culture and 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 to you know learn, live, and respect it. You try to keep it the way how the OGs had it, and you know not that me too bullshit. But um, to be able to have a dialogue about you could say the relations that we all have in this culture community from different sides of the tracks. Maybe you got the chopper guys, you got the diner guys, you got the bagger guys, but you got the soft tail guys. Cholo style, the list goes on. Um. And again, it's just to me, it's just what I like, what I prefer. Um, and, and honestly, of all honesty, a lot of guys have two different reasons why they like club style. Some guys like it for the reason of performance. Some guys like it for the reason of a style. I like it for both reasons, personally. Um, I kind of caught on to why it's a reason of club style, regardless of who started it, who invented it. Because um, I kind of learned the difference of it, too. Like, I don't just ride my bike. I ride my bike to understand my bike. Um, that's kind of kind of how I got into this shit because I like to do shit, like to work on them. So uh, learning your bike to me is the best, most important thing you can ever do. So after I discovered the club style scene, the why the do's and don'ts, pros and cons, um, it makes me respect the culture more because some of these bikes, man, if you really want to get away from the cops, you more you can. Like they're built for that. Not promoting this, but what I'm saying is like a high speed chase on a on a close I'll do it. <laughs> Good luck catching that guy. But um on a regular Honda Civic bought off the fucking showroom floor. Yeah, it's not happening that you put a little bit couple, you know. Whatever that guy said off of fucking Fast and Fierce, some uh Hector off Fast and Fierce when he went and bought all that shit from Paul Walker. So yeah, unless you're doing some shit like that, bro. Good luck catching, you know what I mean? Or good luck fucking keeping up. So um, to me, it's not just the culture. Again, it's about the history. Um, you could say the business side of it, the um, history side of it, and you know whatever it can teach me a thing or two. You know, other than just snapping a picture and posting on the social media and getting hell likes. You know what I mean? A um, couple guys like Holden. He's a mechanic. He's a rider. I learned a lot from that guy. He he sends me tips. He sends me um, help when I need it. Advice. Some questions about a bike and you're making model. So um, you know, it's a lot of good people in there, like you guys, you know, show four for the road. Um Bluegrass, she's amazing to talk to, blow off some steam, fucking wolf, he just entertaining all the shit he posting. Fucking sin, he's I respect him for fucking serving our country, still riding, doing what he does. So it's a lot of people out there that I respect and just following. Um, I learned a lot from like Ken in his business, you know, black sales. I respect that shit a lot because Ken kind of, you know, he tells me a lot of shit that I need to know, tell me what I want to know. And he also helps me out too a lot when it comes to the CFG shit. So, uh, you know, before I forget, a lot of people out there do want to say thank you to, and I appreciate you guys for all the shit you guys doing for, for the road, you know, and um, for you guys also keep that shit up too, because you guys are the big motivation to how CSG came about because I just follow you guys all on uh Sucker Free MC. So, you know, for the ones that came over from Sucker Free to Fuck the Road, I appreciate you guys because uh, I think you know, he uh, I think he, he he just means professor. He's not talking about the rest of us, he's just talking about professor. Hey, all you guys, I mean I believe <laughs> tragic punk professor, fucking uh who else? We don't have to give a shout out to No Shame. We can leave him off. He left yeah. me off one earlier, so we can leave him <laughs> off. <laughs> no Shame. I, 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 that's why I'm bad. No Shame. I was thinking about your brother. No, no, no. no I, we're gonna edit that. We're gonna edit him out because he left me off one earlier. So now we're gonna leave him off. Nah, man. I ain't gonna do him like that. <laughs> yeah. He can do you like that. I ain't gonna do him like that. Yeah, man, it's it's hey, man. Like like from from me, I know I know we've had our talks and stuff like that, and you know I I appreciate what you're doing here, man, and it's an honor to be part of your journey. You know I know when when I was starting out and who was helping me out and this and that. Like I'm never gonna forget the the panicking at, at you know 
10 o'clock at night while they're trying to get ready to go to bed. And I'm calling these guys like, dude, like something's fucking up with my website. What do I fucking do? And, you know, them taking the time to walk me through it and all that stuff. Like, I know I'm not going to forget that. I you know I'm sure you're the same way, dude. And it's, it's just an honor for me to, to be a part of that. You know, I love what you're doing. I support a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, after this, dude, we got to get together. We're going to grow the shit out of this, dude. Yeah, I just say to kind of piggyback off of what Ken just said. Um, can guys send you in stuff? Can they send you pictures? Are you kind of is it mainly you kind of using um, material that you get from people you know? How can people get stuff over to uh, to club style gorillas, and how can they kind of be featured on the page if they want? Yeah, so um, again, anybody can be featured on the page. Just send me a DM, um, send a picture, or send advice, or send. Uh, tech tips, anything you guys feel like you guys may want on the page or ideas, feel free to uh, feel free to send in whatever you guys may want on there, and we start getting new ideas flowing and rolling. Shirts, and then, pictures, girls, so where you guys we, name it. Yeah, that was that was gonna be my my next question, man. Is where do we go to purchase? You know, you got you got two variations of club style gorilla gorilla stickers, and I need to snatch me some of those up to be honest. But, Oops. Wait. Was that Larry's phone? Man, sorry. Was that Larry the Cable Guy's phone? Yeah, it was. Oh, boy, Red Dead over there listening to Marvin. What the hell, Marvin? Man, I was expecting Joe Diffie and I got Project Pat. (laughs) Project Dirt. So back what I was asking, man, where where do we go? Where do we go to pick up Club Style Gorilla merch, man? Because I see you got you got a couple different stickers, you got some t-shirts out. Where do we go to support that, man? Yeah, right now, unfortunately, we don't got any web pages going, just on our um Instagram page. So if you guys see something you guys may want or like, uh feel free to DM if it's on the page. Uh if you guys have an idea, maybe like some kind of uh logo or maybe like a um so, yeah, if you see something you like on the page, feel free to DM me. Right now, we don't have any kind of web pages going on. If you guys have any kind of inquiries as far as, like, clothing, merch, or any kind of ideas you guys may want, feel free to submit some shit, and we'll see about um, maybe using a user submission to promote something and maybe give the uh, winner a free shirt or a sweater or some shit. But right now, you got you got two different styles of stickers out there right now, right? Correct. Okay. And can they just hit DM, just DM you on the IG and, and get, get how to get those? Yeah, just DM me on the IG. And um, from there, you can either go to the web page or excuse me, the Instagram uh, bio page and get the cash app uh, information. Uh, cash app information, you can just uh, send me your uh, IG name. And then from IG, just send me the address so also I can link your cash app and IG name together. In this case, if it doesn't have the same name, some people don't, some people do. So, um, yeah, all the uh, payment info is in the uh, bio. And uh, feel free to send a DM for any kind of inquiries on purchasing or any ideas that you may have. So, I mean, I'm, I just kind of want to jump ahead of the curve here. So how much are these stickers? Uh, fortunately, five bucks each. All right. So they're five bucks each. What about T-shirts? Uh, right now we ain't got no t-shirts going, so I that's, can't really give you hey, an idea on price. That's like the third time he said he doesn't have t-shirts yet, Ken. You need to fuck start paying attention. No, no, no. I'm saying for in the future, motherfucker. He, he's too busy yeah. trying to think about what yeah. the next thing. He's one of those guys. I'm too yeah. busy thinking about what the next shit I'm going to say. I don't give a fuck what you're saying. Yeah. I'm too busy. He's like, no, no. For those, <laughs> for, for those kids you don't have in the future, how much are you going to charge? Uh, I was hey, about between 20, 20 and 30. It's about between 20 and 30, you know, depending on the quality of the shirt, uh, may not be too overpriced, but um, something I will say that you know, between 20 and 30, that way we can get something in the future going. Nothing is to really to profit off these items, it's really just to get the uh culture going, you know. And um, yeah, no, I'm trying to be like the next shack, man, and make it affordable for everybody, you know, not just for the elites and shit, but then again, keep it respectful and keep it respected within the community, you know. and um have that like I said, I want the next generation to actually be amazed by this shit, not not just be a fanboy over it, you know. And uh again, I gotta thank my mom for that because if it wasn't for her, I don't think I ever been would have been interested in any kind of two wheels or any kind of club shit. So uh 
from her introducing me to all the like you can say top five clubs on TV that you see on Gangland, which I don't follow, but um to just the shit you see in the in the everyday world, like guys towing their bikes, guys riding their shit on the Grange out there in uh, li- um uh Livermore, uh Carnegie, you know, certain places out there and shit where shit take us to just go and get away from the inner city. Um it really opened my eyes and made me appreciate what I have in front of me and the people I meet like you guys. And I love that story too because you don't hear that often. Like my mom being the influence, like a lot for a lot, they had a male influence or a dad, or they didn't have anybody or whatever. And and you're out here giving props to your mom who like introduced you to motorcycles, to bikes, to the lifestyle, to different people that were involved in it. I think that's fucking that's super dope. And and we just we don't have a lot of that. So to hear that is is awesome. Uh, and I appreciate you for coming on and, and sharing that story. I know we usually keep these about an hour. Uh, I tried to work. I tried to. I tried to do some self improvement. That guy said I cut you off too much on the last episode, so I tried to shut up. Uh, so if anybody else has anything to end this, go at it. Hey, so what about t-shirts, man? When he, when he, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a fucking joke. Don't do so much shit. All right. L O L. L O L. Hey, but seriously, we we're gonna get this together, man. I got I got some ideas already. Cause I want to see, I want to see this fucking blow up, dude. I, I really do. Is that is I'm that why you know. weren't paying attention? You were you were getting ideas down? No, stealing ideas. Yeah, I. Uh, so hey, I've been Dave, for 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 a special. <laughs> hey Dave, one, one last thing for a special for you, bro. Since I see you like bluegrass a lot, I'll try and get her to be my wife one day. But she's kind of, you know, she's kind of hard to get right now, but. I'll probably see about collabing you her so she can model for your bike, bro. That way you can get your, you know, dream calendar on your, you know, your wall and shit with Miss uh, yeah. Bluegrass and you know. Absolutely, I'm down. Can and, we get one too from like January to December? Just nothing big, you know. Well, I was gonna say like I'm already married, but I moved to Utah so that we can do it all nice and legal and just have two wives. <laughs> hey, just so you, just so you know, we're gonna tomorrow. You're gonna see a new. Sticker on on black sales. It's gonna look strangely like like I have a gorilla on. It's gonna be something about four for the road. It's gonna be for sale on black sales. <laughs> no nah, man, I, that ain't me, man. That ain't me. I'm gonna be that way. Nah, man. I just you know like no nah, man. Like this 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 kind of shit's important to me, man. And uh, if I see an opportunity where I could where I could help out, um, if if and obviously that's if, if Twin even wants it. Um, I want to help out, man. I just, I want to see, I want to see stuff like this. I want to see that get big because at the end of the day, you know, like I was talking to, to your brother yesterday, yeah. the only people that are looking out for bikers are bikers. You know, there's, you know, all the rest of this bullshit fucking like, oh, well, you know, we don't fuck with them because they're interracial. We don't fuck with them because they're fucking insert demographic. I don't give a fuck with all that bullshit, whatever. Uh, I ain't telling you how to run the club. You know, if you want to have race restrictions in your club, that's all on you, man. You know, as long as you guys are happy with it. However, uh, just be kind to people. That's all I ask. Facts. And I take that offer, Ken. I mean, I appreciate the offer too as well, brother. I really do, man. And uh, I appreciate the support you guys also give and um, you guys also supply. And uh, the shares, the likes, all that you guys do on Instagram. Like I said before, many times I'll say it again, continue. I appreciate what y'all do on Four for the Road, each and every one of you guys. And, uh, you know, it'd be to see the page grow, it made me really respect the community more because it shows that the work you guys put in, the people really are paying attention to what you guys are doing. And um, that shows me that, you know, the page is going to be here for a long time to come. You know, unlike some of these other pages that you see come, come and go, like magazines and shit, it's unfortunate that shit happens, but. 40 years from now, I would love to see Fourth Road fucking with magazines and all kinds of shit fucking bro, flowing through and shit in the mail, you know? So, uh, to keep those old times, old timers' names alive, I, I feel like you guys are doing a great job, you know? Because you guys are putting a lot of fucking work in and you guys are putting a lot of fucking real knowledge on the webpage for people to go and see and get a good understanding of what the community is about, you know? It's not about selling dope drugs and fucking shooting a pistol every time you step out your house. So, um, to, to really give people a good understanding of how this culture works and how it really flourish is I respect that from you guys. Dude, we definitely appreciate that, man. Um, 
man, I just, I just got, I got nothing else, man. I think, I think that's really bad of you to say, you know, um, you know, I know our, our history gurus here are trying to, uh, preserve history, preserve accurate history, you know, as best they can, stuff like that. And, and I'm, uh, I'm done posting memes on the, on the Facebook because that's what got us shut down the first time. So my fucking bad. So is that the end? Nobody else? I, I can't talk anymore. I don't want to cut anybody off. So, no, dude, fucking don't let that dude get in your fucking head, all right? Like, you were probably hey, going to provide more fucking... You know what? Never mind. Can you just stop talking? Don't That's fucking better. cut me off, God damn it. We- <laughs> do our, do our <laughs> outro. fucking better content that I was going to anyway. So, you know isn't what? It your, like, isn't it I- your... It's got to be Road Dirt's bedtime in Florida, so do our outro. Hey, man, I'm getting ready to go out and hand out candy to all these fucking trick-or-treaters. My kid, my 21-year-old daughter's out there handing out candy, making me look like a slob, so I got to go out there and give her a hand. Nah, man, we're saving lives right now. She's she's the one chilling, you know what I'm saying? So, so hey, so I guess that's it. Twin, you got anything before we go? I don't, but I appreciate you guys, man, and uh, yeah. thank, you again with you guys for, thank you again for having me on here. Dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. Fuck yeah, man. Well, hey, twin, dude, seriously, dude, thank you for dedicating some time to us. Uh, hopefully we can we can uh, work together to see this this thing grow, because like I said, this, this kind of stuff, that's that's really important to me, man. I really love seeing what you're doing with it. Um, if you guys don't already, go follow him, Club Style, Club Style Gorillas on Instagram. Um, obviously, he's a fucking dope dude trying to do some dope shit for the community. And we'll put the we'll put the links in there, too, when we when we post the episode. Absolutely. You're going to see those links down there, too. Um, and then I'm going to do one of my, my, my shameless plugs. Um, I'm still trying to buy bicycles for poor kids. You know what I'm saying? So help me out. Right. So every sale that's going from, from black sales from now until black Friday, uh, is going to go towards buying, uh, these bicycles for, for underprivileged children. And I'm going to give a little shout out to Jordan Chamberlain out there in Gulfport, Mississippi, who is purchasing a couple of these motorcycle or motorcycles. Is kind of purchasing a couple of these bicycles and helmets on his own to donate to this cause, right? So thank you for that as well, Jordan. We do appreciate you for that. Uh, and then if you guys got any questions about this, just hit us up in the inbox uh, on Four for the Road or on Black Sale Supply. If you follow my personal Instagram or you were friends on Facebook, whatever, hit me up there. I don't give a shit. If you got my phone number, fucking call me, right? Like, I'm no stranger. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate that. Twin, again, I appreciate you, Road Dirt. Thank you so much for your time too, man. I know you, I know you're you're being pulled in like 16 different directions on a daily basis, man. And then you know, fuck day, 